0: What did we just watch, Kevin?
1: We just watched a movie that has a couple different names depending on the location, but I know it as Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story.
0: And these are our first impressions. Yeah. With spoilers. Uh, yeah. Unresearched because it's first impressions, so it's always a surprise what comes what out of our mouth. We and will think, yeah. What we will think.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> a a 2005 British comedy film. Um,
0: Based on a novel. I wasn't sure if, um, if the, the novel was real. real or not, but it looks like it does. It is.
1: It is a real novel from the 17th century? 18th, 18th
0: century? century? 1700s. Yeah, there's
1: a 17 there somewhere.
0: That sounds kind of postmodern. Yeah. I mean, the film is certainly postmodern. Yes. Um, but it's a novel within... <coughs> a novel. Kevin's had some chicken had wings, some spicy wings, and they're making and him now cut. having
1: some some spicy drainage. Yeah, um, yeah. If anything, this movie did make me want to like read the book.
0: I was like, is it is it like a novel before its time? Yeah,
1: I mean, it sounds like it. The movie certainly seems to think so.
0: The movie is about <coughs> the making of an adaptation of the Tristram. Novel. Shandy, the novel, but um, in true postmodern fashion, the actors play themselves, so mm-hmm. Stephen Coogan is
1: Steve Coogan. Steve
0: Coogan. I, I didn't know a lot of the other actors, like Rob Brydon.
1: I know Rob Brydon. I don't know why I know Rob Brydon. This
0: felt like a very British cast. I mean, it was oh, yeah. like the BBC was one of the
1: producer producer production yeah. companies
0: on it. So it felt like a very british
1: yeah. cast, like I mean, if you
0: watch a lot of British things, you would probably you would have recognize recognized
1: them yeah, like
0: Shirley Henderson, the servant Susanna. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's just one of those people that you see yeah and she she has such a unique voice yes you I always recognize that she was moaning Myrtle mm-hmm. in the um Harry Potter movies, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very very British cast. Well and and um speaking of Harry Potter connections, uh Arthur Weasley played the Astorian.
0: I I thought that was, I had to go look it up,
1: but yes. I thought that um, might have been true. Yeah. Another movie with a very British cast is the Harry Potter films. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Although it's a very American film in the filmmaking of it. Yes.
1: Yes yeah so what did you think of this uh this movie?
0: This, it uh, British was movie weird <laughs> but I was expecting weird mm-hmm. in fact, I'm not sure it went to the weird I was expecting
1: yeah was, i I could see that
0: um but I mostly enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit slow in some places mm-hmm. um I did it like the characters, and I don't think you're supposed to. No. Like, especially Steve Coogan's <laughs> character. Um, I really didn't like him, but that was the, the point, is he was not really a good person. Yeah,
1: which is particularly funny, because Steve Coogan is mostly known for playing Alan Partridge, mm-hmm. who is also kind of a terrible person. Um, and so you have... Like, Steve Coogan now playing a terrible person who's not Alan Partridge, but is in fact Steve Coogan, further blurring the lines of, like, all of these sorts of things. Because there's there's multiple jokes in the movie about, like, how nobody can see past Alan Partridge to see the real Steve Coogan, but also the real Steve Coogan's kind of an asshole, too. Yeah. <laughs> So, that's fun. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I find it fascinating in films when people play the character of themselves. Yeah, oh yeah. Because you always wonder, like, well, how much is that, like, the the person? And I don't think it's ever very much. They're, they're playing the character yes. of themselves. Yeah. Um, so, I was interested to see yeah. how that would play out. Although, like I said, I don't know any of the actors necessarily, so I don't know uh, I mean the the ones I really real know life. had
1: very small parts, like Stephen Fry. I know from like hosting QI, being on Fry and Laurie, doing a bajillion other things. He's he's very common. I know Julian Anderson, but um, who
0: I thought was British, she is British. I was wondering why. No,
1: she her her Wikipedia says she is American. Really? <laughs> yes.
0: I thought she was She so is an British. OBE,
1: which is weird.
0: What is an OBE? Oh, Oscar. No, no
1: the OBE. Order of the British Empire. It's an order of chivalry. She's titled.
0: Okay, my world has been blown today. She is a dame. She was born in Chicago? <laughs> but she grew up in London. Yeah,
1: it's complicated.
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: I also thought she was British. I think because you told me that, but
0: I mean, she's in a lot of British shows. She's in
1: a lot of British shows. So, uh, because I think the U.S. TV industry has not taken advantage of her. Ah.
0: Um.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Gillian Anderson was was a very um, American.
0: I was gonna comment if she had an American accent.
1: Yeah. In the film.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Although
1: now I don't know which accent is the real one. What's
0: the real Like, how I have a question what, yeah. what's authentic anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause obviously I know her most as Scully, but she was also in, like, Saks Ed, and she there's a crime.
0: The Fall. The
1: Fall procedural that I would really like to watch.
0: It's on like every streaming channel. Yeah,
1: I I see it everywhere. <laughs> um, but she had a I don't want to say a cameo, but a bit part, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny considering again the the meta nature of the joke being like we need to get a big star for our movie so we can get a better return on our investment, mm-hmm. and so we put Gillian Anderson in it playing Gillian Anderson. In a relatively small role.
0: It was, she was in the trailer. She was. So I she was in the trailer. to be. So they did it. They got me <laughs> interested. Cause like, oh, I like Jane Anderson. I want to see more. And then so she's basically
1: be, in one scene.
0: She's basically in one scene. And then her character, when they, they screened the entire film, was cut completely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. I mean, that's that's the sort of comedy about it that I really enjoyed. Was that sort of metatextual, just having fun with the ridiculous of making a movie, hmm. um, the battle scene, like all of this money and effort going into these battle, this battle that is so insignificant to both the film we're seeing being made, but also like the final product.
0: Well, and the indecision of being in the middle of the filmmaking and they're like, do we want to reshoot this battle scene so it's bigger and more prominent and doesn't look so cheap? Mm-hmm. Do we want to bring an entirely different storyline in with <laughs> the Widow...
1: Warden? Warden?
0: Uh, who is Widow Wadman. Wadman. Who Gillian Anderson... Plays. Plays and then it's cut from the, the final... Yeah. ...film of it. Um... So, in its own way, kind of commentary on on filmmaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, just being ridiculous. And also, really, like, boys club. Yes. <laughs> it's very male-heavy in <laughs> in the characters and the mm-hmm. production staff. And
1: yeah, which is one of the other things, because, like, you kind of feel like it's poking fun of that, but also, again, reinforcing it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Jillian Anderson's the only, like, significant female character.
0: Right, there's the wife of...
1: There's the wife and the the PA.
0: Oh, yeah, the PA.
1: um, Who name
0: is Jenny. Yes, they're both named Jenny. The production... That's the
1: joke. The PA is Jenny and his wife is Jenny. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't
0: get that joke. Yeah. Um, His wife being... Walter Shandy, the father of Tristram.
1: Oh, no, sorry, Jenny. not that wife. Oh,
0: no, oh, oh, Steve, Coogan. Steve
1: Coogan's wife.
0: Not, not girlfriend. Not her wife. Girlfriend. Not his wife. <laughs> girlfriend.
1: Steve Coogan's baby mama. Yes. Is Jenny, and the PA he has been flirting with is also named Jenny. No, Tristram Shandy's mother is not named Jenny. Okay, that. That would have been one level too far.
0: Would have been weird. I- interesting, like, um,. Once you get outside of the movie characters, the movie within the movie, mm-hmm. then the actors aren't playing themselves. Like the actor playing Jenny is not really a Jenny yes. in real life. Yes.
1: So yeah, the the cast of the film Tristam Shandy within a within the film are all playing themselves, but everybody in the production crew are all played by actors. <laughs> Which is confusing. Um, and makes sense. Like, you you want actors to play those roles.
0: Right, you don't want an actual
1: like, crew.
0: PA to play a, a, a PA. PA.
1: You want your PA to go be your PA. Your cinematographer. Your costumer.
0: Um. What of the story, this is on a different note. mm mm-hmm. Storyline of Steve Coogan kind of being a bad guy uh-huh. um he, i mean he's not bad but he's certainly cheating on his girlfriend he's a philanderer mm-hmm. is that the right word sure um and he's playing so even though it's called tristram shandy i feel like the most attention is given to the father yeah, Walter Shandy. Which,
1: having not read the novel that certainly seems to be the case of the novel as well
0: uh, yeah, and Steve Coogan is continually focused on Walter Shandy's love for his son and how they're portraying that yes. in the film. And then, of course, he has a baby son with girlfriend Jenny. Yeah. But he never, like, touches or holds. <laughs> There's one time where he has a dirty diaper and no one else is around. So yeah, so he
1: fixes it. He Coogan deals with it. Yeah. fixes
0: it. But so he's in this film where he's so focused on a father's love for his son and he, um, doesn't, and not that he doesn't love his actual son, but it's not the same. He's, he's very
1: neglectful.
0: Affection. And yet when they have the infant who's going to play infant Christian Shandy, yes. he's very loving to that infant. Yes.
1: The the stand-in actor infant.
0: <laughs> who is a girl. Yeah. That's, that's made a, <laughs> um, a, a point. Um. So I picked up on that yeah. character storyline portion.
1: Yeah. We've done a great job of explaining what the movie is. Which feels on brand.
0: <laughs> well, it's confusing. Yeah. The first 30 minutes are basically the film of Tristan Shandy. Yes. Which was the adaptation of the novel. And it's yes. Tristan Shandy kind of narrating, narrating. his own life. Yes, um, And it's set in... 18th century but he makes remarks like to Groucho Marx he is kind of um, an epigraph he gives at the very beginning so it's pointing towards being made now Meta, yeah Yeah. made now not not a straight period Mm -hmm. film and then after the first 30 minutes it's really more of the filmmaking process of making this film yeah
1: which kind of surprised me i expected a more interwoven Mm -hmm. experience of that but we really never see until the screening when we see you know 10 seconds any more of the film of tristram tristram it's it's, there's an extra r in there that i can never say right tristram shandy like we get most of it very front-loaded and then we get, like, a scene with Gillian Anderson, and then a very little bit at the end. Um, and so I expected us to dive more in and out of that.
0: I did, too. That's where I was thinking my expectations of the weird mm-hmm. were kind of under-delivered.
1: Yeah. Uh, which was fine, but I think they could have had more fun with that. It's almost like they forgot... It solely became about the making of the movie rather than sort of like parallel stories mm-hmm. of like the difficulties of, of filming this unfilmable novel, um, which I I get the impression it's unfilmable. I, I believe that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: From their descriptions.
0: <laughs> the only way to film it was to make a film about filming it.
1: Yes. Like this seems like the best approach for that.
0: Well and I had to ask when we watched the trailer for it, is this is this <laughs> a fictional film about making film or is this like a documentary yeah. of, Well... Like, <laughs> because I was isn't there a documentary about the Don Quixote film yes. that Terry
1: Gilliam made. Gilliam
0: could never yeah. make? Oh he didn't and make the, it. He did he mm-hmm. did make it, but there is a documentary yes. about not being able yes. to make um, it.
1: Um Lost in La Mancha. Um, which is an amazing documentary. Um, and the fact that Terry Gilliam actually eventually made a Don Quixote movie is, is immaterial.
0: <laughs>
1: and from what I've heard, it's not great. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Um, although, a very different movie than, than what he was trying to make in the first one. They're both technically Don Quixote films, but he couldn't make the movie the same movie. 30 years later because he wasn't the same director 30 years later um yeah so no it could have easily have been (laughs) a a filming of a a filming documentary although um i do appreciate so this came out in what 2005 Mm -hmm. so it was really before like the mockumentary format took hold, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate because I think I would have liked this less if it was a mockumentary.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Like in, in the, which is not to say I don't think this creative team could do a mockumentary well, because I think Christopher Guest has proven those are possible, but more often they become cheap, lazy punchline delivery devices rather than not
0: that, I don't think that Christopher Guest
1: No, sorry, no. Christopher Guest is, is in a class good, of his own.
0: But there there have been
1: I mean otherwise. I I think of the Office, Modern Family, um those two in Predict, Parks mm-hmm. and Rec. Um, where like the
0: I think that's fa- lazy TV making? Those are them fighting words. Those are it's fighting. It's not words. a matter
1: of quality of the show. I think it is very Easy to have a funny situation and then cut to a talking head for someone to deliver a punchline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that format can become overused, um, because then it's about—it's very joke forward, which I think good mockumentaries are not joke forward. They're humor forward. They're they're funny but the funny is built in the characters and the interactions and when you have a talking head segment like i think about um this is way off topic but the spinal tap the sort of er example in a lot of ways where you just had the three band members sitting and like riffing on each other for what felt like a much larger part of a conversation rather than we sat down to film six lines that we can then cut in later. It was them, you know, just, like, talking over each other and being people rather than a punchline delivery mechanism. That being said, there are some mockumentary TV shows that I really enjoy. What We Do in the Shadows is near perfection. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: It's a really excellent example of the form. Yeah,
1: I think... um, Abbott Elementary is doing some pushing boundaries on the format a little bit. Um, I don't think it's quite as to what what We Do in the Shadows is doing...
0: With that form.
1: With that form. It, they're both very good shows. Um, anyway, I appreciate that this was not a mockumentary. That's the point I was trying to make. <laughs> uh, I, I, I am afraid that if you were to make this again, that's what would happen, and it mm. would Hurt the structure of the film, which is a weird thing to say because I don't love the structure of this film. No. <laughs> well. I think it is it is a big Shaggy Dog story, and I think that's again the only way you can do it well. But it leaves you a little bit unsatisfied. What at is the a
0: end. Shaggy Dog story?
1: Um, it's a it's a trope about. Um, it's based on an old joke um, where there's this long, complicated process. These people lose their shaggy dog, and there someone finds it, and there's a big, epic journey, and you wander around all over the place, and you get to the punchline, and the people go, "Oh, our dog wasn't that shaggy," and it's it's sort of a like, "Well, then why did I do all of this work mm. for nothing?" Sort of a, a thing. It's a term that means in, a big wandering story for very little payoff.
0: Is it shorthand and, and TV criticism? Yes.
1: I'm sure that's where I put it Like a it MacGuffin. Like a MacGuffin. In,
0: in being a jar, a shorthand, a jargon jargony term. Yes. Very different concepts. Yes.
1: <laughs> Although the Shaggy Dog in the quintessential Shaggy Dog story is a bit of a MacGuffin in that it could be switched out for anything else.
0: Shaggy Dog story as in the Disney film. Where the guy
1: turns in No, as in as in the oh, concept the of a shaggy yeah, dog story. I see what you're
0: saying.
1: The central conceit of the shaggy dog story isn't actually important. Like a MacGuffin. What? I don't I don't know if any of that made sense to anybody.
0: I'm following. <laughs> Good. <if> that matters.
1: <laughs> it matters to me. I'm glad you're following. Kind of a
0: hard concept of a film. It's not hard to follow in the film, but it certainly is hard to describe.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's sort of... of,
0: Tristan Shandy.
1: That is both a joke of the novel Tristan Shandy and this film version, is that they're very weird and loose and tangential, and you get to the end and you go, what? What? Um, And yet it all still sort of holds together pretty well. Um, like I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. I, I've been thinking about it since we watched it.
0: Well, it was on. It was something you owned.
1: Yeah, I bought it on DVD a very long time ago at a probably at a blockbuster four for twenty sale, five for twenty. I don't know what the deal was. Um, mostly because I knew who Steve Coogan was, I recognized him and was like, I should watch this, and then I never did. <laughs>
0: And 17 years later <laughs> It's good watching this. It's a good movie. I recommend it.
1: Um,
0: I was the yeah. last scene that goes over the credits. Yes. Did seem like a lot of improv happening. Yes. Steve Coogan and Rob, Rob Brydon were just like Yes. Locked, I loved that moment. Character. Riffing off of each yeah. other. Well, it's
1: something we get very similar to at the beginning when they're both in the makeup chairs. Mm-hmm. Um and I I was looking at the Wikipedia page for this. They apparently made a spin-off show called The Trip, which was had the same creative team starring Steve Coogan and Rob Bryden as this version of Steve Coogan and Rob Bryden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um going on a trip of northern... a restaurant tour of northern England. So, like, they clearly were having enough fun with these characters that they eventually turned it into another thing. It was a TV
0: show or yeah, a film? It was a TV, a TV it
1: was a TV show and a film, um, called The Trip, where Steve Coogan and Rob Bryden played Steve Coogan and Rob Bryden from the famous film Tristram Shandy. <laughs> um... And I will say I found the the film within a film appropriately funny. Like I think they did a good job of evoking the humor of the novel, um, which I was a little bit afraid they were going to just fail at and like let that be the joke of like it's bad.
0: Well, you you say it like you understand the humor of the novel, but you've never I, I what I assume is the
1: humor of the novel. Uh, based on what this film tells me. So I can't trust that it's accurate, but it it did a good job of convincing me that this was a funny novel. It could have all been lies. Mm -hmm. Could have been a fake novel for all I know. (laughs) Maybe the Wikipedia page for the novel is also an elaborate hoax. But um, I appreciated that, because I think so often when you have media about making media that's bad they don't try and make it Not really even just when you have media about making media they don't try and make the thing within it good sometimes they just make it bad and that's the joke mm-hmm. and that's not a very good joke um i don't think it's very funny i guess is what i would say that but i did enjoy it i i enjoyed the the non sequiturs and the cyclical timeline of it and like oh but we're not even to my birth yet and literally and literally the joke in the movie is that you never the film ends at tristram shandy's birth Mm -hmm. like that's the end of the film which is hilarious for a story about his life yeah um i thought it was very funny i think um There was, even for me, a lot of penis jokes in the film within a film.
0: I don't remember that. It didn't stand out to me.
1: Oh, well, he talked about being accidentally circumcised.
0: Oh, yeah. That was very graphic, too. It was
1: very graphic. And, like... I was fine with the fact that we didn't follow through on any of that because that's all in the front third.
0: Oh, being accidentally circumcised. And then the uncle had his, had something blown off in a battle of the battle scene. They were questioning of how much they should. So there was a
1: lot of that in the film within a film. And I was fine with the fact that that didn't follow through into everywhere else. Um, the, There's a lot of penis jokes here. Um, I do appreciate the joke they used multiple times of the uncle having recreated this model scale battle. Um, and people asking him, "But show me where exactly you got injured. And he's like, yes, I'll show you exactly where. And then he walks over to a different spot of the model and he goes, right there. Because
0: the joke was his penis.
1: Yes. That was the joke. That was the joke. Um, but it amused me a lot. Both times they did the joke. It was very funny. It's it's a good joke. Um, They made jokes about forceps, which I thought was funny. I've not seen a lot of jokes about forceps before, although I feel like I should mention. um, Forceps are very important and significantly increased both... Um, or decreased maternal mortality and infant mortality in childbirth. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, like they sort of made a joke about the multiple jokes about the forceps being yeah. this like strange equipment. Crush the canola. The...
0: Crush the melon. <laughs> oh oh. Uh, it doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah, but
1: from what I've read, uh, the invention of the forceps was actually very. Or the forceps is it plural? I don't know. Um, was a very important uh, development in, in the space of midwifery mm-hmm. and the science of childbirth.
0: Of course, the midwife gets pushes, pushed to the side. Yeah,
1: well, that's the again, that's... It's
0: another sort of this boys' this club, boys club thing. thing. The male physician is the authority on yeah. birth fame.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I guess making the jokes about the forceps, I think, tied into that. But also, forceps were very important. <laughs> They weren't always necessary but when they were they made a big difference from what I have read.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Um up there with the incubator being another um massive improvement in uh decrease in infant mortality mm-hmm. post birth as a hot box. <laughs> it's weird that. Um I'm looking at my notes. I think I wrote spoilt plums, but I don't know why. So there.
0: I don't know why either.
1: I found the horse
0: crash very
1: funny when the servant was running to get the doctor on his horse and then he ran into the doctor's horse because the doctor was coming over to borrow some sugar or something. Mm -hmm. That was funny to me. I felt bad for the horses, but it was a funny visual. I'm
0: sure the horses were... We're fine. Okay.
1: Yeah. Any other thoughts?
0: Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) That was
1: a fun 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 vocal exercise. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You want to tell them about our Patreon?
1: Yeah, I should tell them about our Patreon. We've got a Patreon. You can support us. And... Help us make more of this this thing that we make. You can go to patreon.com slash 5degrees. Or you can visit our website at 5degreesbetween.us. Or you can... We don't have a Twitter or a Facebook, so you can't do anything there. Um, but you can support us. You can tell your friends about us. If you support us on Patreon on a per-episode basis, um, you get two perks... With every episode, you get bonus audio for every episode, where Amy and I talk to and about our cat before and after we record the episode. We just turn the microphone on and leave it on, and then we leave it on after we're we're done, and you can hear whatever we say about stuff. Uh, you also get a list of movies we did not watch, because I often provide Amy with a list of movies to pick from, and she picks one, and then we watch that one. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to know what we didn't watch, uh, you can find out there. And often, movies come back, so you could be getting a sneak peek into the future of different episodes. We also appreciate if you rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher, tell your friends, a uh, monthly cap you can put on it. If we release too many episodes on Patreon, you can do that. I think that's all the things. Yeah, that's all the things.
0: All right. Well, say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin.